power play, Katie and the Dom. It was Mr. Thomas Dunn in the library with the book, her best friend Lori kept saying. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have this stupid bee in your bonnet about this whole BDSM thing. And she was probably right. It was quiet, polite, balding, and bespeckled Mr. Dunn coming into her library looking for the erotic bondage handbook, who had created an itch she couldn't quite scratch, who had set her unwittingly down this very path, a long and winding road that now ended with Katie sobbing uncontrollably, naked, on her knees, and choking on a ball gag. Katie learned everything from books. She always had. She supposed most librarians did. So while it started with her own copy of The Erotic Bondage Handbook, it didn't end there. She moved on to more titillating fare quite quickly, from Anne Rice's novels, written under a pseudonym, of course. There was always an air of the obscene about the topic, no matter where she turned, to The Story of O. She couldn't seem to get enough of the commanding doms, the bright red spankings, the maddening restraints, and there was something about the allure of a flogger that promised to sting like bees and fall like rain on the tender, untouched terrain of her pale white flesh that left her breathless and desperate, twisted in her sheets at night, crying out with longing. And then she started going to the BDSM internet sites. At first, it was just to glean information, and then, she had to admit, to meet people. Maybe there was someone out there, someone local, who might be interested in teaching her. Because more than anything, Katie wanted to learn. She wanted to be the one on her knees in front of her master, following his lead, giving herself over completely to his desires. Well, she'd gotten what she wanted. And as Lori, from whose mouth dripped the most tried and true cliches, had warned before she went to meet Patrick for this first ever play date, you should be careful what you wish for. Lori was also full of stories about serial killers who posted ads on Craigslist, just like Patrick's, psychos looking for their next eager, willing victim. Lori had been sure that Katie was doing this at her own peril. And Lori had turned out to be absolutely correct. Once Katie was naked and shackled and gagged, she discovered something she didn't expect. She was afraid. This man wasn't a psycho. He'd made her sign an agreement. They'd negotiated a safe word and limits. They'd worked out the scene, just exactly what he would do to and for her. She knew she was taking some risks. She was, after all, in his basement, in a soundproof padded room. But it was a nice suburban house with a picket fence, for God's sake. And Lori knew where she was and why she had come. She had safeguards. So why was she trembling with fear? As Patrick plucked equipment off the wall, a crop, a flogger, things they discussed, she suddenly realized her mistake. She didn't trust him. For whatever reason, she didn't trust this man to take her where she needed to go. In fact, she was quite sure he couldn't, that this, whatever it was they were playing at, was wrong. After all her anticipation and dreaming about this moment, she knew, as Lori would say, with every fiber of her being, she needed to stop. She knew her safe word. She'd had it in her head for months and had told Patrick what she wanted to use. But she couldn't say it because the red ball gag in her mouth made her effectively silent. He'd given her clear instructions, though, on how to tap out if she was gagged, three short taps on the mat, and the scene would end. Except her hands were restrained above her head, and she was sure Patrick hadn't anticipated her wanting to end things before they even really began. Patrick turned toward her, tall and lanky, a handsome specimen of man in his snakeskin boots and leather pants, his shirtless chest smooth, his belly flat and ridged with muscle. There wasn't a thing in the world wrong with him. She liked him a great deal, in fact had since the beginning, or she wouldn't have agreed to any of this in the first place. You're just being stupid. She tried to reason herself out of her fear. It's butterflies, that's all. Except some part of her knew it wasn't. 
she'd read an article on one of those endless BDSM sites she'd perused over the past year, written by a submissive waiting for the one. It was about the woman's experiences, going to clubs, doing scenes, all the while feeling unfulfilled. Because even if it was pleasurable, even if each dom took her just where she wanted to go, it all felt empty because she hadn't found the one. And of course, the end to the tale was how she felt when it finally was right, when she found the one, and they lived happily ever after. And as much as Katie had tried to convince herself otherwise, she knew Patrick wasn't the one, and anything they did together was going to leave her feeling just the same, hollow and unsated. There had to be a way out of this. Katie tried to speak, but the gag did its job quite well, trapping her tongue, making anything but grunting impossible. Besides, Patrick's gaze was on her body, not her face. She felt the heat of it, the way he looked at her breasts, his eyes dipping to the dark triangle of hair.